All right, here we go. Uh, welcome, everybody, uh, back to another episode of the Second Opinion Loan Officer podcast. And today I have a special guest. Um, I'd like to welcome Brian View from Finlocker. Brian, welcome. Scott, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I love I love what you're doing with this podcast. Love the message, and uh, honored to join you. No, thank you. Uh, you know, it's we have there's this crazy way of of you know when you have marketers out there and people thinking about how do we deal with this market today. Um, you know, I love companies like like or people and companies like you. And there's a lot of folks out there, and I'm doing my best to try to bring uh, the, the attention to these kinds of solutions, these kinds of conversations, and these kind of tools. Um, because you know, the really the like-minded marketers in this in this industry, we're all going down this same path. Yeah. And um, you are uh, you're with Finlocker, and we're going to talk a little bit about Finlocker today. But really, what I want to talk about, because you and I have had a bunch of conversations about this, um, what I really want to talk about is is what does this market look like moving forward, and what are the best strategies for us to not only kind of survive this market, but thrive on the other side of it. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's a secret, um, but I think moving forward, home buyers are going to be our primary market, right? Yeah. I, I mean, just the nature of this market. I mean, you've been in the industry for a little while, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since 1991. Since 1991, you definitely have me and and we see these cycles, you know. There are there there. It used to be prior to two thousand and eight. There used to be the sort of this dependable seven year cycle where it would be a buyer's market and a seller's market and then a buyer's market. Now we just kind of have you got to get what you can when you can get it. Whatever's going on in the market. And even though I wouldn't call this a I don't know. I don't know if I would call this a great buyer's market, but it's just kind of one of these markets that it's only going to produce what it's going to produce. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, the lack of inventory makes it tough, but on this podcast, we're talking about consumer direct. And I can tell you for an absolute fact that there are still tens of thousands of consumers going online every single day with questions about qualifying for a mortgage. Right. And, and most of these people are not homeowners because they have an, an interest rate that is half of what rates are today. Um, a lot of these are home buyers. So what I kind of want to talk to you about, or, or I want to have a conversation with you about is, um, you know, what do we do to, to homeowners? So first of all, when we talk about consumer direct, we're talking about data, yeah. right? We're talking about getting people to get their information, capture their information. Um, the chances of them being ready to do a mortgage right now is probably slim, right? There's a lot of early entry home buyers. So we always talk about, okay, you, 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 you get it into your database and then you nurture them. And what do we usually see? What do we usually see when we think of nurture? Pumpkin pie recipes, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkin pie recipes, right? Or, or it's like these. It's these canned long-term nurture campaigns, yeah. and and we joke about the pumpkin pie recipe, but 
pumpkin pie recipe is not top of mind. Like they're not paying attention to who sent that to them. They're just like, oh, that's weird. And then if they even opened it at all, right? The subject line was probably the best pumpkin pie ever. Um, But what we're talking about today and what I want to talk to you about is creating homeowners. And that means getting out into the internet with either paid traffic or organic traffic, which is what I try to teach here at Find My Way Home. Um, You can always do paid traffic. But once you get them and once you capture them, uh, you know, what are you doing with them? Um, You know, you and I were having this conversation earlier and and you asked me a question. And and what was that question? Uh, Who's who's the biggest and the best at at Consumer Direct in mortgage? And what are they doing? (laughs) <laughs> and what are and specifically what are they doing or what are they and what are they doing well let's uh let's take a look you asked me that question and i laughed because i was actually putting together this presentation on how to market proof your pipeline in this in this market and and it was just about building your database and then i saw this housing wire article that came out and rocket launches rocket money And what Rocket Money basically is, is a mortgage readiness environment. And um, and you have to appreciate Jay Farner's quote here. We know not every client is ready to get a mortgage with us at this moment. Yeah. I don't know. Might be an understatement. Um, (laughs) But but what what kind of what is Rocket Money and what are they going for? What are they what are they seeing that they're trying to get in front of right now? Yeah. So. Rocket money, you know, you could you could trade out rocket money and you could talk about credit karma or you could you could sprinkle in yep. mint.com. You know, there's a lot of consumer direct, consumer facing uh, personal financial management apps yep. in, in the market. I mean, we are all inundated with with those types of apps. The um, in essence, what what rocket what rocket did is they acquired a, a business and a product. Uh, Truebill was the the original product, and Truebill is a different flavor of personal financial management. They they engineered an experience for consumers that helped them identify recurring subscription payments across their credit cards and checking accounts. Mm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And, but then they went they went they went a layer deeper, and they said, not only can we help you identify these recurring payments, but we can tell you where you have three or four Netflix accounts and you're paying, you know, $9.99 a month for these and then they help you cancel them. What's fascinating to me, that's the pre- the premium part of the product is you pay them $9.99 a month to cancel a $9.99 a month subscription. <laughs> kind of, kind of crazy, but, there's um, a there, there's something interesting about that. Yeah. But, but what's but what's really interesting is what they recognize is they need to they want to get as many people into their database now and what they're focusing on and what all of these apps kind of, well, I would say what all of these apps lead with is financial uh, health. Like yeah. uh, is, is there, their um, budgeting, managing their finances, monitoring their credit. Um, but FinLocker, what you, what, what, what the company that you're involved in um what are you CEO, president? You're some president, sort of paid with. Yeah, 
president chief operating officer doesn't you're, really you're matter. some kind of uppity up we, we do uh, no, we do we all do a little bit of everything here yeah no no off. this and that's what i love about you guys is you guys are you guys are industry pros you're an industry pro you have this vision you recognize that especially in this market and especially with um you know, kind of between inflation and 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 sort of the recession in different areas of the economy, mortgage readiness, financial fitness is is the thing that you're focusing on. Yeah. So, really, what we're talking about today is, however you get who who you're talking to right now, if you want to prepare yourself for the next one, three, five years, you're you're building your pipeline today with people that want they, their wish they could have they have hopes of home ownership right and what finlocker does is first of all it's a closed system right so this is one of the things that i like um actually you know what? let me let me throw a, a slide up here so that we can kind of look at this a, a little bit um you know we're talking about a personalized path to home readiness and essentially, if you use Mint or something like that to look at your finances, they have cool tools. They give you your credit score, and that's kind of how they get people in. But those systems, they sell the consumer's data all over the place. Yeah. Those, those systems are designed to sell credit cards. Like, it's free to the consumer because they're making their money someplace else. Right. What you've created, if you've created something that I think is on steroids because it specifically focuses on taking a consumer and getting them mortgage ready. Uh, and this could be at any stage. You actually have customer journeys designed in the app, correct? So yeah. when they get in, they can choose, I'd like to buy within six months or one year or three years from now. Right. Yeah. The way, Scott, the way I think about it is we talk about Mint, we talked about Karma, we talked about Rocket. All of us, those, all of us as, as consumer facing financial apps are really running on the same set of data, right? The data, and this is important to note, the data is consumer permission, direct mm -hmm. source data. So in the case of Finlocker, you know, we the consumer permissions access to their credit data so they can see their credit score, see their credit report, all the accounts that roll up to their, their credit profile. They, they can link financial accounts. So checking savings, investment, IRA on the asset side, personal, personal, you know, loans, charge cards, gas cards, credit cards, student loans, auto loans, mortgage loans, um, even utility accounts can be linked on the liability side. And then what we've done to uh, differentiate the FinLocker solution um, for consumers is we've engineered, to your point, a set of experiences and journeys sitting on that same set of data, but that helps someone understand, A, where am I today as it relates to being mortgage ready? And more importantly, what are the things I should be working on over the next three, six, 18, 36 months to get to a place of readiness. And so we've just, you know, to your point, created guided journeys and experiences using that same set of consumer permission data. Well, and what I love about this is, is if you can get your consumers into this, 
Um, this is like the ultimate long-term nurture strategy, yeah. I, I, I think, for, for buyers, um, especially around kind of around the, the credit stuff. You guys have done some really, really interesting things. So anybody who, um, you know, when it, well, let, let me kind of go through each one of these things. One of the things that I really love is, is this credit piece. And, you know, anybody that has a credit card or has a bank account, they're getting their Vantage score. The, so the the Vantage score, it's not that consumers haven't seen their their credit score, but kind of what you're not only not only are you giving them their credit score, but the the actual app is notifying them once a month of what kind of activity is going on with their credit score, so that it, there's some stickiness there. Yes. So they're going back and they're looking, and it's not just a display of their credit score. You're going to actually have a credit simulator here. I mean, you actually have the tools in here to set up like this is the this is this is my goal that I want with my with my credit score. How do I get there? Um, this is my purchase or how do I know how much I can qualify for? You've got the tools in there to do that. How much down payment do I need? And then you've got their savings and their spendings and their budget and you're monitoring their progress the entire time. And like, this is not pumpkin pie. This is, <laughs> this is like every time they get this, every time they're notified once a month, they're seeing progress or they're not, but you're keeping top of mind that at one point you volunteer, you gave your permission to give your information and, um, and we're here on you. Uh, we're, we're here on this path with you and, you know, talk about, having an excuse to make an anonymous phone call to a consumer. Right. Right. So if you see that they're in there messing around with stuff um, and they're looking at their, they're looking at their credit, they're adjusting their budgets, they're doing these kinds of things. That's a great excuse to, to reach out there and to, to reach out and talk to them. Right. Yeah. I think um, there's a, there's so much there to unpack. And I, I try to, I, I try to go back to my, early days in my career when I was originating mortgages and yep. we, these tools didn't exist back then. I don't, we didn't even have CRMs, but, um, the, <laughs> he didn't even have DU. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, nice. The, what, what I'm, what I'm seeing happen today, especially like in our current market, I'm seeing loan officers be super intentional about how they're building their own personal brand. Right. Mm -hmm and the value that they're creating for to attract new new home buyers prospective home buyers to their personal brand and what's encouraging to me is that i see a lot of really good content being produced out there created that's not talking about mortgage as the outcome but it starts with financial literacy financial yeah. education financial fitness all those all those terms kind of to me mean the same thing and what what we have engineered at Finlocker, and there's some other products that are out there that are, that can do some similar things and that are that are interesting. But what we've really focused on is arming arming the local loan professional right with a set of digital tools that they can combine with their their expertise, their knowledge, the relationships that they have in their communities. And you, when you bring those two things together, that's super powerful. And then, and then if you can amplify that 
through a social media strategy and building, you know, kind of personal brand awareness, <clears throat> it's, it's a game changer. I think, yeah. um, if I were originating loans again today, I'd be thinking about my activity that I'm doing today is for three years out. I'm planting yeah. seeds that are going to, that are going to bear fruit three years from now. Yeah. And how am I doing that? I'm talking to young 20 some year old people about financial health, financial fitness, and sprinkling in down the road, you may want to think about doing things like buy a car, buy a home. What you do today as a young person impacts your ability to do that down the road. And so the tools of Finlocker help, I think, help loan officers widen the funnel because they don't want to talk about mortgage. They could talk about all the other aspects of, of financial health and build start to build trust with that consumer early on. And then all the other stuff that you talked about, the nurturing and the and the stickiness and the and the connectivity, that all just happens because the app, you know, apps are built that way. But it starts with it starts with that personal brand, that personal, you know, trust that you're building by being a, a source of education, financial education for your market. Yeah, it, it, I mean, and that it's so important, and it's it's you know we talk a lot on this podcast about your long game, and and it it's not an either or, it's it's an and. You should be you, you're doing everything you can do to bring in loans now, yep. and you need to be investing in your long game. You need to start building that foundation, and these are the these are the types of things, these are the types of practices, uh, you know, when you've got a tight market like this you've got to expand your reach. And, right. and, and this is what all of the big companies are doing. All of the big companies, the, all of your FDIC insured banks, your big credit unions, it's all about capturing, uh, it's all about um, uh, capturing their, the, 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 uh, the, the consumer information and retention. Yeah. So it's just keeping stuff in front of them and staying in front of them and, and it's retention. So kind of what we're talking about here is lead retention. Yeah. Right. It's not yeah. even past client retention. It's just lead retention. And oh, man, I can't think of a more important thing right now because you're busting your ass out there just trying to, you know, keep one nostril above waterline right now. And so every single effort that you make you're building trust, you're building relationships, but how do you maintain those relationships? And it's just, they're really, nobody's teaching, nobody's teaching this stuff. Everybody will say, oh, you got to do this long-term nurture. But what I love what you, what you said here is they're not even talking about mortgages. No. And, you know, Barry Habib talks about this all the time. When you look at the demographic, that millennial demographic is something like 72 or 73 million. It's even bigger than the baby boomers that are now retiring. Right. And so this is a huge wave of first-time homebuyers um, that are right around first-time homebuyer age. And, and then even prior to that, these kids were born, they don't remember a time without the internet. Right. right? So they're so or these a phone. <laughs> or a phone. Yeah. And and so these are the these are the tools and the types of conversations that that we need to have with those generations. Right. Yeah. I think one one thing you, you hit on is the that you know that average age of the first time home buyer. There was a uh, the National Association of Realtors late last year put out a study, I think it was in November, and talked about 
through the, the the balance of 2022 at that point, they'd seen the the median age of that first time home buyer tick up. I think it was maybe from 33 to 35 or 35 and a half, 36. Mm-hmm. And then they just recently kind of did a, a, a smaller study of, a, of a, the most recent cohort of home buyers, call it second half of November through December into January. And the a the age of the first time home buyer in that cohort actually was getting closer to 40. So when wow. you think when you think about that wave that's out there, this just the normal um, demographics, right? You and I talked about this uh, at a call. People are still going to turn 33 next year and the year after and the year after. And if that's the that median age, that's just going to keep happening. And you just said it, that's a huge generation. Add on top of that, what probably will be a multiple two to three year cycle where it's harder and more difficult for first time home buyers to, to afford a home. So the pop, the, the, that pie, we go back to pie, Scott, it's always about pie on this thing. <laughs> that pie gets bigger in terms of who's out there that is going to be a potential first time home buyer. And so yeah. never, never, in my opinion, has it been more important for the local loan officer to have a strategy to build the database today and continue to build it so that when the market gives you an opportunity to activate, you actually have something to activate, which is your database. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, another thing we have to remember about the millennial demographic is they were very, very young when their parents experienced the 2008 crash. Yeah. And so they need more education. They're going to be a little bit more cautious. They're going to want tools and verification and validation that they're not going to get. They're not going to go through the, the emotional hardship that their yeah. parents went through because they lived through that and they're traumatized by it. And so yeah. it doesn't surprise me that millennials are buying later because and, and now they're kind of experiencing this again. So this is a, a great opportunity for us as originators to go out there and educate this demographic about how this isn't the same market, but th- except for in these ways, but let's take a look at this. How much has home values increased since 2008 to now? They exceeded where they were when we said we were in a bubble in 2006 (laughs) and home prices are 20%, 30% higher than they were in 2006. So that it's a, this is a great opportunity to educate. And this is really where, you know, the guideline geeks of the world out there, those 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 loan officers, we've been doing this forever and we've been helping people forever. We love to educate consumers, but if you educate consumers, but you don't have a way to continue to educate them and continue to reinforce um, the fact that you're a trustworthy source of information for them to make decisions about buying a home, uh, you know, that we're just not helping ourselves. Right. But you know, today technology is so much better and so much easier to use. Uh, actually, in your um, so right right now, Finlocker is not. It, it hasn't been around for a long time. Um, what, are you seeing any sort of trends or any sort of numbers on like the average amount of time or engagement that you're seeing with people that are in the apps? I'd like to give people an idea yeah. of how consumers are engaging um, with with the you know, with this method of, yeah, of nurture. A, yeah, I love that. And we do, we have some, we, we look at some uh, publicly traded companies that are in our, you know, in this 
personal financial management space. So Mint, you can go out there and they'll publish in their earnings reports or their quarterlies, kind of some of their key metrics. Mm. Uh, just to level set, the, the current FinLocker consumer locker product um, is, is a, it, the generation three product, which is what's in market right now, is it's about 10 months old. So, you know, there's a smaller cohort that we're tracking and measuring in this current version of the product. And in this current version, we've been very intentionally focused on engagement. We've always had a feature rich product. Right. And one of the one of the one of the things in our roadmap that we got to, you know, over the course of the last year was engagement. What does that mean? It's, you know, we all have dozens, if not more, of these of of apps on our phone. Yep. And I always talk about, you know, I'm a football guy. So, you know, during football season on Sunday, I'm I'm pretty much in my fantasy football app all day long. But beyond that, I have no reason to go into it unless the app reaches out and says, hey, Brian, you should check out something interesting and, and it may be relevant to my personal situation or or my team, right? Some one of my guys gets hurt or something. So we we focused on the out of app or in interim app experience by creating meaningful engagement to bring consumers back into the app. And you hit on one of those. So credit score change. Right now, every 30 days, the app will notify the user that their score changed and prompts them to come back in and check the the not just the score change, but what impact, what what change that impacted that score. And we're actually moving that frequency to weekly um, to create even more engagement uh, on that on that piece. We do the same for like budgets and goals. You know, keeping people notified where they're where they're uh, where they're where they are on their budgets and goals. The the current thing we're working on for engagement is our home ownership snapshot. We used to call it a readiness assessment, but our home ownership snapshot, it's basically, it's like a gamified, uh, you know, you earn stars as you qualify across, you know, five dimensions. Oh, the so, customer experience is awesome. Yeah, it's been, it's, 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 it's come, come a long, long way. ways. It's really fun. It's, so let's get to your, let's get to your question, which is we call, we measure uh, MAU, monthly active users as a percentage. Okay. Um, and so if you want to level set like mint.com, they'll talk about their MAU in the mid-teens. Um, so that means, you know, if they have 100, you know, users, 15, 16, 17 are logging in at least once every 30 days. That's their okay. MAU. We've been tracking closer to 18 to 22, 22.5%. Because we're a little more intentional around the the journeys of our users, uh, you know that are that are in they're in the app trying to get to a place of home ownership readiness, mortgage readiness. And um, they've probably spoken to a loan officer, so they kind of know yes. they're a little bit more engaged. They know what they're getting. That's that's a great point. It's and I and I want to preface this as well is it's not just the the app that's communicating. Our communications that go out. Uh, go out with the loan officer's name on that message on the email. So it's right. We're constantly reinforcing who who brought you the value of this tool. It wasn't Finlocker. It was Scott right. Shang. Uh, you know. Yeah. So um, so that's that. As a matter of fact, your tool is white labeled in a lot of cases for the most part, right? Yeah, and yeah. We we we'll do enterprise uh, agreements with with mortgage companies that you know that want to 
go down it's there. Bra- and- it's branded to you. It's branded to the loan officer. Each loan, yeah, we have a we have a partnership with um, Home Scout, and they they've taken our product. We branded it Vida V I D A, and Vida is the is our our solution for non enterprise loan officers. So oh, any okay. loan officer can sign up for for that product, and then they they have their own unique link that they can use to invite customers in or an eight digit registration code. If people start from downloading the app and that link or code is what connects me as the user of the app to you as the loan officer. So I always, when I'm in my app as a consumer, I'll always see Scott's tile with your photo, your, all your contact information, a quick link to schedule an appointment. So if I want to get on your calendar, I can do that right from the app and and engage directly with uh, with the loan officer that way. So to your point, because it's an invitation process where it's coming from this loan officer, we do think that that helps the our engagement. The other the other stat <clears throat> the other stat that we see is that we see a 50% return rate in the first 90 days for all users. So they download the app and they they engage with it, they link their credit, do some stuff. of all those consumers are coming back in at least once in the first 90 days. And again, that's another area that we focus on is how do we create enough meaningful engagement early on to to have that user come back in early and often. And and especially if they're, you know, if they've said their goal is to be a buyer in 12 months, we want to get them engaged on a path that's going to lead to that successful outcome. You know, and, and, and even if you kind of take a 10,000 foot view of this and let's just say this is a, let's call it a, a email marketing campaign, yeah. it, you know, an 18% open rate on that early of entry buyers. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is when, you know, the thing with open rates, and I've noticed this, I've been doing email marketing for a really long time. It's not the same 18%. No, it's like it's like people will look at that. Maybe they'll see the email every two or three months. So it's always a different 18 to 20 percent. Yeah. But the reason but whether they open it or not, it's a personalized email with personalized information about their personal financial situation. It's not a pumpkin pie recipe. No, (laughs) I I think what I what I love about what we what we've done is to your point, it's every the words on the message might be somewhat, you know, templatized because in order for us to do this at scale, that's the case. But the the impact to, to prompt someone to, to go back into the app and check is very personalized, right? Because yeah, you're, you may not, you may get an email that says, hey, Scott, congratulations, your score has increased. Click here to, to check it. It may not be right now. It just may not matter to you that that, that your score changed, right? Because you know you're still nine, ten, twelve months out. Or it's I know I might changed in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll skip it this month. But somebody <laughs> that out my credit card. Somebody whose timeline is maybe a little bit earlier or sooner. Yeah. That message may be super meaningful and impactful for them to come in, be encouraged enough to say, you know what, I'm gonna, I want to get back with Scott right now and just kind of reassess where we are. And so it's not a, it's not a cookie cutter, you know, recipes, you know, uh, the one I love is uh, um, 
uh, loan amounts changed. <laughs> the, 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 the new GSE loan amounts is like, what it, the average consumer really doesn't give a rip about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, there's, yeah, there's so many, there's so many brilliant strategies that are so relevant in this market for tools like this. Uh, it, and, you know, in really what we talk about, especially if you focus on home buyers, um, you know, Donald uh, Donald Miller talks a lot about this and story branding, and it's it's you know the hero's journey. You're not the hero in this story. You're just the guide, yeah. and 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 you're just there by their side. And when you have tools like this, that's sort of that mutual topic that you can have a conversation. You can check in with them and say, Hey, I can see, you know, you're re you're getting closer to your goals. I see this is what's going on with your credit. Let me explain to you why your credit went up or down. And here's some things that we can, you know, we can look at, especially when, if you introduce them to the tool, it's a great opportunity to get on the phone and kind of walk them through yes. all of the features because it is really powerful. And when the consumer sees how much information they have at their fingertips, um, that's just a different type of conversation. It's a different type of relationship building. You know, I want to share a, a, a kind of a real life uh, yeah. case study that that we we've seen with a, with a loan officer. So we have a, a newer client, and one of the loan officers at this client has um, basically every conversation that she starts with, she, no matter if it was a two minute conversation or a 20 minute, it ends with, I'm gonna send you a link to our proprietary financial fitness app, whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, I want you to spend five minutes, that's all it's gonna take, get it set up. And then from the app schedule, go to my calendar and let's schedule a follow-up. And we'll do a screen share and we'll look at your your locker together. And this is before, you know, now this is not someone that says that raised their hand and said, I want to apply now. Those you got to get to the front of the line, get them into point of sale. This is that that probably the bigger population of people that they're talking to this. I love that um, approach because she was very hands on saying this is going to allow you and I to see the, the same things in real time together and formulate a plan and strategy together to get you where you want to be. And I was like, oh, that's, and, and, I, and we're seeing, I see all the results. I can see in this particular company, she's by and far, far and away that has the highest number of locker, you know, app downloads and engagement. And so it, it and this was somebody that wasn't, had, didn't have a big presence on social media, you know, but she's getting, she's gaining confidence now, which yeah. is cool to see. And, I, and we're seeing that kind of translate into how she's positioning herself as more of a financial fitness professional versus a mortgage professional. You, you know, and in, in you know the this whole channel, this whole podcast is about about being content creators and providing value and educating consumers. And you know, this is a great opportunity. Your call to action, you know, a call to action of filling out an application now when you're talking about how to become a first time home buyer, right. you're not going to, you're not, you're going to lose that person. But if you're talking, if you're creating content about being a first time home buyer, and then the call to action is get this free, uh, this free uh, homeownership readiness tool where you can monitor your credits, set budgets, uh, you know, search homes, right? You can even search homes in the app now. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of things like that is really, that's high value. 
And that's a great call to action because I, you know, when I talk about when you're creating content, um, my favorite call to action is, can I help? Right. So if there's anything that I can help you with, you know, I realize there's a lot going on right now. I've got these free tools that you can use um, as a matter. And this strategy that was brilliant. Uh, you know, let me uh, go into the app, schedule an appointment with me, and then we'll do a screen share and we'll walk through. Uh, and so that this thing is going to be by your side. So it and, and then you get credit yeah. for the readiness app being by their side every step of the way. That's right. Yeah. It's like, it's like you, it's like you were, uh, you're, you're, uh, next to them the entire trip. Yeah. yeah, no, this is, this is really cool. So, um, I want to try to, uh, we'll, we'll start to wrap this up. I mean, is there anything else that, that you can think that anything else that you're seeing out there that, um, that advice that, you know, that you're seeing people doing that they're really, that, that they're really being successful with, in this market. I mean, that was a great example. Yeah. I think that's, that one to me has been the most vivid and real example. Cause I've been able to see it kind of firsthand on a couple occasions. Um, you know, well, uh, and it's just smart that that's where she's putting her energy. Yeah. She's put, she's specifically putting her energy into building those relationships. And th that's the whole reason. The reason we call the second opinion loan officer is really because you had a bad experience with somebody else, because let's face it, if we're getting consumers off the internet, we're not the first one they talk to. Right. We know that for a fact, but we do want to be the last one that they talk to. So we want to give them a second opinion. That's going to blow their minds. They never told me this. They just told me I can't qualify. Right. Nobody told me I could, that they would handhold me for the next three years. You know, if I said three years to somebody else, they would be like, cool, call me when you're ready. Yeah, call me when you're ready. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, because here's the other thing, you know, when we help these consumers that are not either ready, either they're not ready for whatever reason, when you're building trust with these folks, they're great referral sources. Oh, yes. Be, if you're helping them and, and you reach out to them, hey, do you know anybody else that's also thinking about getting into the market? You, you know I'm willing to hold their hand and help them the entire way. Right. So who can you introduce me to? And that's such a powerful, that's such a powerful strategy. Sometimes, you know, I say this all the time with content. I get a lot of referrals from people that I can't help. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, you're already in a good situation. Yeah. That loan officer is a little sketchy, but you're a week from closing. Tell them this, this, and this. And by the way, if you know anybody else, yeah. um, I'm happy to answer their questions. And, uh, and this just, this just plays into that. It's just that really, I call this karmic karma marketing. You yeah. know, I think it's all karmic. We, we really have to We've been blessed in this industry. We've all made a ton of money when times were good. Yes, things are hard when they're not good, but we have this specialized skill set and knowledge that just it's not taught in schools. And and I would say that there's a lot of there's a lot of myths, a lot of misinformation, um, and I think a lot of advertising that point that that gets consumers confused. Yep. So this is a fantastic opportunity for us to share our experience, share our knowledge, and then provide opportunities for that consumer to go on this journey or for us to join them on this journey in a really subtle, but important and powerful way. Totally. I love it. Yeah. That yeah. was that. 
That's a good one to wrap on, man. That was that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we will. Uh, all right. Before I do that, I I I, I do want to give you. Um, I want to give Finlocker a little bit more love. So this is the Finlocker. You said you have a um, you have products for mortgage companies. So if there's any uh, you know mortgage companies or branch managers or something listening, yeah. uh, there's a solution for them, and you also have a solution for individual loan officers. You can go to Finlocker.com, schedule a demo. Um, my song and dance, uh, if you are interested in learning how to break free from buying leads and start generating organic leads from consumers that are looking for a second opinion about qualifying for a mortgage, um, I have a free download uh, at MLO.expert. When you download that, uh, you're going to get an invitation to a content creators community where um, we've got a bunch of smart uh, people creating content, sharing different ideas. And if you're looking for a done for you solution, all of these links are going to be uh, down in the, in the details. Uh, you can go to findmywayhome.com um, forward slash LO expert. The link will be in the details. Um, basically, we are going to help you create videos uh, so that you can start generating inbound traffic yourself. In the meantime, uh, I get about 25,000 unique visitors to our website every single month, uh, and they're looking for loan officers to give them a second opinion. So we're going to connect you with them now while we help build content and build your uh, prospects for the future. So um, with that, Brian, I want to thank you very much for being on here. Um, I always enjoy talking to you. Um, thank you very much. And, thank you. Uh, Hopefully, uh, hopefully this helped a lot of loan officers out there. If you have any questions about this, reach out to us, uh, ask questions in the, uh, in the comments and, uh, we're sure to help you. So until next time, we'll see ya. Thanks Scott.